Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Character Reveal. As always, I am your host, uh, Dom, a.k.a. Brother Dom, and I'm joined once again with my good friend, Steph. How's it going? Uh, it is going quite well. Excellent, excellent. And today we have another just lovely guest for you and someone else to have some fun with. So, great guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Tom Higgs. I am, I run uh, Cosplay Kitchen. Which is kind of, uh, we do a little bit of everything, cosplay, video, pictures, and uh, we just like to have fun with uh, and do like crazy events. So, yeah. Awesome. So it's good to hear from you. So uh, just uh, just some quick stuff. Hey, how's your day going today? Everything's good. Everything's been really, really well. Good, good. How about you, Steph? How's your day? My day has been fantastic. I am off today. I slept like 12 hours last night. <laughs> I'm jealous of both of you, so my, I had a flat tire today. It's been getting flat since about the last con I went to. I didn't realize that. There was a nail in my tire. Oh. So, got that finally fixed so it doesn't suck to drive anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, Tom, you're into cosplay, so I'm into cosplay, Steph's into cosplay. I think we could just, just nerd out about that for a long while, probably, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, um, have you done any costumes recently that you were fond of? Um, the last costume I did was Niles from Fire Emblem Fates, and I played the game and just absolutely fell in love with the character, and I was like, I have to do this character. And awesome. that's a, a big thing with me is I just fall in love with characters and I have to do them. Oh, cool. So, so you, are you more interested in the creation of the costume, the cause part, or more of the playing the character, like the play part? I don't really do the playing part. I just really enjoy sewing. Like, oh, I, nice. I enjoy just, like prop making and actually just the creation process so cool. yeah excellent so uh steph uh <laughs> is really good at all the sewing and stuff anytime we do a group or anything i was gonna say my uh i, do, I, I don't really do the play part like i don't really get into character but my, i i much prefer wearing the costume and being at the con to the creation part because even though i'm not bad at it I always procrastinate it, and it's always, like, the day of the con, and I have, like, eight hems to sew, and I'm like, <laughs> We all do that. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite of both of you. I love the play part of the cosplay, you know. I, uh, I fall in love with the characters. Sometimes they're costumes, but more of just who they are, so anytime I can get a character that's kind of cheesy or just kind of, uh, kind of a, a, a shit talker or that kind of thing, I just feel really great, you know. Hamilton, Sonic. You were born to play Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> that was the ultimate costume I've ever done. You know, just get to pretty much flirt with everybody, give checks away, do little cape moves with the jacket. So, <laughs> so Tom, how'd you really get into Cosplay Kitchen? You know, what, um, really, what was the creation of that for the listeners? Um, yeah, uh, Cosplay Kitchen, it was more like just a group of friends originally. Uh, and we were just like, Eh, let's start making things for like everybody that we know who doesn't really know how to make costumes. So we just kind of explored and experimented and kind of just came up with ideas and it just kind of sprouted from there. And then we're like, oh, we need to come up with a name. And then we ended up with the Cosplay Kitchen because we came up with like the little slogan, uh, what can we cook up for you? And okay. yeah. <laughs> so we were like cooking up like crazy creations and just like experimenting and just playing around and it just grew into a big thing from there. Nice. So how long have you been doing that? Um, a long time. Yeah. Like I could actually say that I've been cosplaying since middle school, 
but I didn't nice. even know I was cosplaying. So, <laughs> yeah, because I would just make stuff for characters. Uh, I took a costuming class in middle school, and I just, like, made stuff from games that I liked playing, and I, I had no clue, you know, I was just like, oh, this, this character's cool, I'm gonna make this. And, but <laughs> I didn't know about the fandom and everything back then, I just liked playing video games as a kid, and it kind of just grew from there and sprouted into what it is today. Oh, that's awesome. So what's the um, what's the most recent con you've been to? Uh, Tekka was the last con. Cool, yeah, we were both at that one as well. And uh, you were said you were Niles there. Did you do any other characters or...? Um, I was just Niles, and I just did a casual uh, Nick Wilde costume. I just had Makigurumi with, like, a little uh, green shirt and tie. Just walked around <laughs> while I was taking pictures. It was kind of nice, yeah. I need, to, I need to catch Zootopia finally. It's, uh... That's another character that I look at and, like, that's me. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's, um, do you have any other involvement with Tekko? Like, what's kind of your history with that oh, convention? Oh, uh, Tekko. Yeah, I actually have a long history with Tekko. Um, Tekko 2, I volunteered uh, there, and by the middle of Tekko 2, they're like, no, no, you're staff. And <laughs> I was kind of staff since. So I grew... In the video game department, uh, I ran that for a while with uh, Biani and a few other like old-time uh, Tekko staffers. And then I met a friend at the Art Institute, uh, which is Patches, who uh, runs the cosplay department right now. I was going to say, I feel like I've heard the name before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like me and her were just playing around costuming. Uh, this is back in, what, 2004? 2003, 2004, something like that? And then she ended up taking over the cosplay department uh, shortly after, and then I kind of just jumped wagon with her, and I ended up uh, cosplaying uh, a lot more, and then I ended up just helping out with the uh, cosplay department. And then I was just, you know, judging and doing things like that uh, for a while, and then I moved down to North Carolina for a year, but I, I still kind of kept in touch with Teco, still staffed with them. And then I came back, and last year was my first year actually not staffing. And then I, I didn't staff this year, but I do a lot of the uh, Teco outreach programs. Okay. Like, uh, I go to cons, and I just, like, tell people about Teco. Oh, yeah, we've probably seen you at a few out there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, you just go to cons, go, hey, do you know about Teco? You know, and, just, <laughs> you know, and then, like, the old-timers like me, you know, they've been there, they've been through it all. So we kind of heard crazy stories, and people come up and tell us stories, and we're like, whoa, what happened? And it, it's always interesting, you know, with people who have their own experience with it and the experiences that I've had through Teco. It's pretty cool. Right, right. Okay, so there's a there's a lot to pull apart there, some really interesting things that I yeah. want to get into. <laughs> um, the basic one that we've just been finding out more, so I've been seeing it more. Pittsburgh's kind of, it seems like it's in the middle of nowhere, but also right in the middle of everything. So it seems like we're starting to get more and more cross-pollination between the different convention groups, you know. Um, it seemed like we were going out to the Ohio ones a little bit more, even to Detroit for Yomacon, but now it seems like more and more people are coming to Teco. So have you noticed anything like that? Like more people coming into Pittsburgh? Yeah, um, the Teco community was really young for the longest time. Um, everybody kept making the comment, oh, everyone's so young here, everyone's so young here. <laughs> and uh, finally everybody's grown up. So, and now they Good actually, point. yeah, and now everyone who has been 
in the community for so long is actually doing things and people are noticing it and people are actually coming and uh, the the cosplay community the convention community here in Pittsburgh is growing uh, and oh, for sure <laughs> yeah Definitely. and then these people who were younger before are traveling making friends elsewhere and also bringing in you know other people from all the other conventions too so I, I definitely see that happening. Oh yeah, excellent. Yeah, we've just been going to conventions a little bit more and more out there, and it's um, there's always that feeling that the hometown convention isn't as big or as great as some of the other ones, just since you kind of grew up around it or always have known it as a thing. But it seemed like I turned around and said, I don't recognize any of these people anymore, or <laughs> I recognize that guy. I seen that guy in Sandusky at Colossal Con. Wait a minute. I met that person in Detroit. Where are they from? And you, it just seems like there's a lot more people coming in. And that's really beautiful to see. I feel like this year, too, at Teco, it was nice. It, it felt like we were actually filling up part of the convention center. Because it was nice to move out of the hotel and back to the convention center as far as space was concerned because the hotel was too small. But that first year we moved back to the convention center, it was just like we were rattling around in this like giant building. But I think it's really starting to grow in population as well as in notoriety. Yeah, and they're really, really trying to bring in more things, which is awesome. Like how they did the escape room this year. They went all out for the game room this year. Like game the game room was real game big this year. Yeah. yeah, it was like amazing. And then um, what they're doing is they're branching out to all these other small little groups in Pittsburgh. And they're going, hey, you do this. Hey, you want to come do it with us? And all, all these, yeah, it, it does. It really does. Like, hey, I will do this for you. Will you do this for me? And then it just builds the community up and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And it's really amazing to see. And I, I really see it like exploding the next few years. Amazing. Yeah. So, okay, two, yeah, more things. This is, you just keep going on these different paths. <laughs> like, there's so many good things I want to go to. Uh, but before I forget, one little thing you said is, so we always heard the comment that Tekka was really young. And for Steph and I, who are 25, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like when we go to conventions, there's a big gap around our age. Um, it seems like there's a lot of people that are 19 and below, a lot of high schoolers and middle schoolers, and then a lot of people that are around 30 and up. Um, have you noticed that at conventions or anything like that? Yeah, there is a weird gap, and it almost seems like it's that college age gap. Right. So where, like, uh, people are just kind of too busy in that area. So, like, because I know that when I was in college, I only went to Hometown Con. I didn't go anywhere else. But right. since I've been out, I, I go everywhere. And before college, I went a lot of places in high school. So, oh, yeah, you had a little bit more time to go and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Time and money. So <laughs> I, I, I can totally see that, but I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those weird things where I starting to just try to figure out people's ages and it's oh, like oh that kid's 18 that girl's 18 that all these different things wait a minute no those people are 30 40 50 so it's really cool seeing uh the middle younger age i don't know it's not middle aged but um the, tw the college age start to show up a little bit more yeah so the other thing that you had mentioned is uh you said there's a lot of things, you know, talking to different groups, bringing them in, uh, bring it, come do this thing with us. Um, do you have any comments about the idea of Pittsburgh being sort of a weird city? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh is a pot of a lot of things. 
Like, what, what's cool about Pittsburgh is you go to one side of town, it's totally different than any other part of town. And, like, it, it's, like, everybody always explains it as a melting pot of all these different cultures just merged together. And I think that's one of the big things about the community here, too, is that there's just that pot and all these different things that kind of, like, are separate, but they're finally starting to get mixed in with each other. Right. So I always think about, you know, in that same vein, that Pittsburgh's a great city that you can be at the convention center dressed in your cosplay or furry costume or that sort of thing and look across the bridge and see the pirates playing baseball and fireworks coming up for that sort of thing. Meanwhile, also in the convention center, there's a vaping convention. <laughs> and then the next, yeah. <laughs> and then the next day cheerleaders are coming in and then down the street there's beer fest or a pride fest or that kind of thing all in the same like four block radius yeah and the best thing is it never clashes like everybody is they they just mesh so well together and it's just really nice to see yeah everyone's kind of supportive of everyone else's weirdness Mm -hmm. that's exactly (laughs) it (laughs) that's what i like you know you see people that are diehard sports fans you know like if you picture a yinzer bro this is what they are you know (laughs) they know pittsburgh stats all the way back to mean joe green's days like all that stuff but if you ask them about the furry convention they'll be like i don't understand it but it better stay here it's the biggest one in the world so (laughs) yeah and people see all the newspaper articles they're like well they're doing stuff for the city and they're just like it's a good thing so like yeah even though they don't know about it they still support it which is nice so you want to talk a little bit more about that as far as what are the convention kind of people doing for the city? Let's see. What are the convention... Okay, um... There's a lot of events that go on all throughout the year. Um, Teco does, like, a Kennywood Day. Um, I host a lot of events where cosplayers can just meet up with other cosplayers they wouldn't see else otherwise. Um, like, we just had a roller skating party. And, uh, I was so mad I couldn't go to that. <laughs> it seemed really great. I wanted to go. Yeah, no, like we had a great turnout. We had a little over a hundred people there, and it it's was amazing. yeah, it was just really cool. The owners were super excited about it and was like, "This needs to be a thing. You need to come back." <laughs> and and we're like, "Okay." And they're like, "Yeah, just just let us know when you want to do the next one." And then uh, it went really really well. And there was like a lot of people who normally don't go out in the community. And this was, like, their first time actually doing an event outside Teco. So it was, like, a the mingling and everything was, like, really, really nice to see. That's uh, great. Yeah. And then um, we have Steel City Con uh, coming up. We have, uh, well, Steel City Con happens, like, three times a year or whatnot. Right. Um, then we have Replay Effects, which is a giant pinball uh, convention, which is really, really cool. Um, Wizard World is finally here in Pittsburgh. This is oh, it's coming this, back. Yep, this will be its second year. It'll be in September. And then we have um, Three Rivers Comic Con. So all these like little things are sprouting up. And it's like everybody's doing their own little thing. It's just like super awesome to see. But not only are they doing their own thing, but they're all involved with each other. Oh, that's good. It's yeah. definitely bringing everybody together. Kind uh-huh. of forming that sense of community. One of the things that I saw in... I hope this is something that I actually read and not just imagined one time, okay. but um, I remember there's some pizza shop downtown near the convention center that people frequently go there. It's the Pizza by the Slice, it's real fast. But uh, pizza Parma. Probably, yeah. I think it's Pizza Parma, yeah. And if I recall correctly, that guy, 
whoever owns it is very supportive of like the cosplay and the furry communities. But um, I think someone put a brick through his window, just kind of like stop serving those people. And the furry community ended up raising a lot of money so that he could, you know, repair a shop and all this other kind of stuff. Um, did you hear anything about that before? Yeah, uh, I actually heard a little bit about it. I didn't know about the brick in the window, but I know that they fundraised and they did something for the shop in the shop. Like there was a big newspaper article and everything about it. And uh, all year long, they have like T-shirts from the uh, furry convention hung up inside their shop. Uh, I teach so downtown, cool. like Caddy Corner, to uh, that shop, so I, I see oh, okay. them see it all the time. Yeah, and then, that's a really amazing thing. Yeah, this year, uh, speaking of like shops like that, there was a lot of shops downtown offering discounts to con goers. So all you had to do is show your badge, and you got like a 15 percent off discount off of like your food or wherever you went downtown. It was really cool to see. That's really huge. Like, you know, these cons yeah. can definitely get expensive and that helps and, you know, helps attract people to those shops. I know so many people downtown, they say it's one of their favorite we weekends of the year, you know. I just remember how happy some guys at Subway were as soon as uh, a few of us walked in last year. And he's like, oh, oh man, yo, I love these costumes. This is great. <laughs> and uh, I've never seen someone that happy at work before, so it was definitely a nice treat. <laughs> yeah. No, like, uh, I, I teach at Kappa uh, High School for the Arts, and a lot of my students are cosplayers. And whenever I started teaching there, they are like, oh my gosh, you're a cosplayer? And they got <laughs> so excited about it. And, like, I, I teach sculpture, so they make a lot of, like, props and, like, little cosplay things in my class. Or if they need to learn how to do something, they learn it from me in the classroom. It's really cool to do. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching the younger generation. Exactly. That's great. And that, I, th I feel like that's like one big thing that needs to be done is like no one's there teaching the younger generation and they're trying to find things out on their own. And sure, you have that YouTube mentality where you can watch it online, but you know what? It's so much faster, so much more interesting whenever you have a group of friends or like anybody who can actually teach you and help you out. Yeah. Absolutely. It's watching it on YouTube helps, but sometimes it's you just can't get the exact the one step that you're messing up on is the one that's never in the video you're watching. Yeah, they cut yeah. that one step out. It's like that's a trade secret, and you're like, but I need to know that step. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a couple years ago, I did a cosplay. Um, I was quote from Cave Story, and um, he has like a a blue gun, so I figured I'll just paint a Maverick. Um, well, I couldn't find a Maverick, but it's essentially a Maverick Nerf gun. Okay. So I took it all apart because I really wanted to get in-depth on it. So I put the whole thing back together, but it, it's still shaped back together, but I wasn't firing, and I was being a perfectionist saying I, I still want it to work because, I don't know. But <laughs> Even though at the con, they're not going to let you fire it at any <laughs> Exactly. So I put the spring in incorrectly because it's apparently supposed to go underneath something and I didn't know it went there so I'm putting it back together and it's just locking up and all this and I'm so frustrated and I watched the tutorial like 800 times and then I was like oh that spring goes on the other side ah okay <laughs> so I, I definitely know the struggle of trying to watch something and it's just not clicking it would have been nice to have somebody say hey where's your spring at buddy and that would have been the one thing yeah no it, it definitely helps just having somebody there with you <laughs> what's the um if you could just recall off the top of your head what's like one of the harder costumes you've had to make that you might have been struggling with um i made a captain harlock from the new tv series or the new uh movie and uh like i've always wanted to do captain harlock and from galaxy express 39 i'm not sure if you're familiar but um 
it amazing amazing costumes great storylines but the characters were so in depth and i just absolutely fell in love with the character and uh the costume was kind of plain but whenever the new movie came out it was super detailed it had like all <laughs> this crazy stuff on it. i was like that i'm definitely making that now and the updates. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as, as soon as the movie was out I'm, i just like took screen caps of everything and i just was like okay i need to find all this stuff it took me like a year just to find the right materials that i wanted oh, to use for this costume like i i wanted it to be perfect and uh so i, I just kept looking 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 finding pieces um like and they're all like little brass or copper pieces that go all over the belts and different things uh i, I made the dragoon gun uh i actually made a mold and like did a uh, two-part plastic cast um, for it, wow. and I, I, yeah, I went all out for this costume because <laughs> I love the character so much. And um, I, I would, I'll have to show you guys the costume at some point. But uh, the sure. amount of amazing. crazy detail, like uh, the jacket and all the different like little tiny intricate details in it, I think just the jacket took me like sixty hours to do. The That's whole put into anything before. <laughs> The whole costume took me over 400 hours to do. The whole thing oh, with That's the dedication. casting and everything. Yeah. And it wasn't... Um, everything was like a heavy-duty material. Because he's a space yeah. pirate. You know, it's not something simple, yeah. of course. Well, you, you can't yeah. go in there with lightweight fabrics. It'll uh -huh. burn up in space. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. So, uh, and I had to find a machine that could sew all of that. And, yeah. And so I, I got that. And then I was, you know, did all these test runs and... It was just like, it, it was like for the love of the costume. It, like it wasn't a pain for me. I just really enjoyed doing it, and it was just like so cool. Like whenever I actually put it together in the end, I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it must have felt <laughs> awesome to finally put it on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I first wore that at Replay Effects, and um, like I got like a really really awesome uh, like response from people from it. So it, it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's a that's a great story for a tricky cosplay. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, so we have some rapid fire questions we're going to jump into okay. kind of all across the board. <laughs> um so I hope you're ready for that kind yep. of thing. All Steph, right. do you want to start it off? I will start it off. Um all right. So what kind of Kigurumi do you have or what do you want to have? Your ideal Kigurumi? Well, I am obsessed with foxes. I own a fox Kigurumi. But... That's the one I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outnumbered. Yep. No, the fox one, you know what? If anything, I would make it, like, more foxish. I don't know. Make the tail fluffier. Make something. I don't know. But, yeah. Definitely a fox Kigurumi. Nice. Awesome. I have a shark one, so... Okay. <laughs> official Shark Week Kigurumi. <laughs> it is, in fact, the official Shark Week Kigurumi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got one for you. This is really going to test your nerd cred, oh, as they oh might no. say. Oh, no. <laughs> um, what is a crossover you would like to see? So, Ooh. any nerd fandom, fictional, non-fictional, whatever you would like to mash up. Okay, um, I'm obsessed right now with Macross. Like, uh, Macross Frontier is like a love of mine, and Macross Delta has been in right now, but I'd love to see something with Macross, like, like space, uh, crazy things with singing in uh, Mecha, but with, like, something maybe, like, gate where it's, like, fantasy or sword art, like, just mash up, and it's just, like, what what's going on here? Like, giant <laughs> mecha with magic, and, like, yeah, no, I, that would be kind of cool. 
So. That sounds like anime distilled into its essence right there. Yeah, right? Yeah, I would yeah. love to see that. <laughs> awesome. That sounds pretty cool. Steph, you get the next one up? Alrighty, yes. Um, if you could have any superpower for a week, what would it be? And there's no, like, no shitty, like, catches or anything. Not like you can run really fast, but you're still subject to the laws of physics kind of thing. None, nothing like that. Just what superpower would you have for a week? If it's only for a week, you know what? Teleportation would be awesome. <laughs> <What's> because <that? laughs> because well, you could just visit anywhere you want for the whole week. Be like, ah, Hawaii, volcano, oh, no. <laughs> and then you could like, what, what's cool? Just think about it. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to skydive. You can be like, skydive right in space. You, you know, you can just free fall and you'd be like, okay, I'm standing on the ground. You can just be on the ground. Like, you know, <laughs> just, just think about like the things you could do with that. It, it'd just be like amazing. It's pretty cool. Very cool. <laughs> you said if only for a week. What if it's something you could have permanently? Oh, oh, permanently. <sighs> you have me remixing the questions yeah, up on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe like, maybe something like a Wolverine like healing factor where you you'd never die and you but you could just do crazy things with it. Okay. So like like hey look here's your cure for cancer oh hey you know and just like just like crazy stuff with that that'd be kind of cool. I like how you took it in a way of how could I how could this help people? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really nice. That's some people I wanna, you know, live forever so that I can jump off buildings. You're like, Oh, I could cure cancer if I live forever. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Let's pull another one up. Okay. How about this one? What's your favorite iteration of Batman's Joker? Ooh. Because they're all good in their own way, but what's yeah. your favorite one? Gosh. So, you know, we like to test people's nerd cred, not on facts, but yeah, what the preferences yeah, yeah. are. <laughs> you know what? I grew up with, like, the Batman cartoon series, like, you know, and I am a huge fan of just, like, just that version. Um, gosh. Batman, the cartoon, se- the animated series. Who did the voice for Joker? Oh, for that? Was that the, um... That wasn't uh, Hamill yet, was it? Yeah. No, no I, I love Hamill. Oh, as a voice actor, oh my gosh. Huge Star Wars fans, but he's so perfect for the role. But, oh yeah. Uh, Batman, the animated series. Let's see, we're IMDb-ing this real quick here. Ooh, we are researching <laughs> on the fly. Right yep. on the fly. <laughs> um, Batman, Kevin Conroy. Oh, that's that right. Batman, okay. right? Yep. And who was the Joker in that one? Uh, sorry. Uh, let's see. Because I can't remember. Like I always get my Jokers mixed up. Oh, no, it was Mark Hamill. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Cool. So, Best of both worlds. 92, 94. <laughs> yep. So we know more as a group than we know on our own. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Joker, though. I saw online one time, there was a speech that he gave that was really good, but John DiMaggio, Joe DiMaggio? Not the baseball the, player. The uh, the voice actor, Bender voice actor? Yeah. Okay. Is it John? I think yeah. it's John, but he did the same thing that Hamill did, but he did it in his own iteration of Joker, and it was equally as creepy and awesome. So, mm. it's uh, big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good Joker. <laughs> for a second, when I, when you said uh, Batman the cartoon series, I, for some reason my mind went straight to those episodes of Scooby Doo that had, were like <laughs> starring other celebrities that Batman and Robin were in. Oh, okay. Scooby Doo movies. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. every <laughs> other episode was Globe Trotters. Fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that wasn't just me then who saw that. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. like, they always are around the Globetrotters. What is this? <laughs> like Zoink Scoop, they know how to dunk. <laughs> S- 
speaking of Shaggy, I appreciate that within our uh, Eastern Midwest convention circuit, there's a Shaggy that everybody knows and can spot him. That's something that I love very much. Sure. <laughs> Do you know the, uh, have you seen the Shaggy that goes around all the cons? I probably have seen the Shaggy. Like, there are actually a few. There's a few, but there, there's one that I always saw at every con. Like, he does the voice really well. All that. Uh, I can't remember his name, but <laughs> it, it's cool how you start to recognize people at different cons and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They're, like, known as those characters. Yeah, yeah. We, ha- <laughs> we had that for a while, our group. We were known by our one friend <laughs> for a while. <laughs> what were they known for? For being Akihiko from Persona 4 Arena. Okay. And everyone... Yeah, but we were always a little bit uh, intoxicated, as the people would say. <laughs> but they knew us by him and his hey. friends. <laughs> and it was Akihiko always... Akihiko and his friends. I was like, hey, the rest of us have names, and he does other costumes, and we're not always drunk, probably. <laughs> uh, but that's always cool. So, Steph, you want to pull another one of these questions up? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Are you a cat person or a dog person or some other kind of animal person entirely? Well, I own uh, two cats, and I actually found my first cat on a log in the middle, (laughs) yeah, on the beach of North Carolina. So, yeah. (laughs) Are you sure that cat is not some kind of nature spirit? Yeah, everybody says that he's my little, my, my, you know, my animal self. And, uh, yeah, and, like, he has such a, like, a, his own personality. Like, I tell everybody, Popeye's his own man. So, (laughs) yeah. And, (laughs) because he just does what he does, and he just, like, creeps around real slow, and just, like, like, out, we we think he's, like, part, like, wild cat of some sort, because his, like, nose is, like, twice the size of, like, a normal cat. If you would see him. an anime cat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, 23 pounds. He's a big guy, but he's not fat. He's a big cat, though, and everybody. It's can, Lino. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, I really, really, really would love to have a fox. They're little dogs, right? That's they're, a, they're pretty that's a much dog. like having a cat and dog in one. But not cat dog, so it's but better. But not, not cat dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something on Tumblr today. It said, "Why did we, as a society, let cat dog happen?" Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have an answer for that. That was a weird time in America. There was a lot of good cartoons, though, at the time. So, Like what? Like, Ah, um, uh, Real Monsters? Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Well, like, uh, I, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was, like, 90s, 90s, or, like, my teens. I, I, it just was such a blur because of Cat Dog. Oh, yeah, like, Angry Beavers. That was a good one. Yeah. I like Angry Beavers. Harold was, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, there, there was definitely some good stuff then. Ugh. I had to remember the time period. I de- I was I loved Doug from Nickelodeon, and then Disney's Doug just kind of oh man. Yeah, uh, the guy from Doug who originally animated it was from Pittsburgh. Really? Well, yeah, um, I can believe that. And he lived in Lawrenceville, and he was like a friend of the family's. And I didn't realize that he sold the rights to Nickelodeon or whatever. And then like he just like lost out on all that money because he sold his characters off. I was just like, oh my oh, gosh. That- <laughs> At least that's what I've been told. So yeah. I mean, 95% of Pittsburgh legends are true, whether you believe them or not, (laughs) so I'm inclined to believe that. (laughs) Really, that's really cool. How about, if you were to be a bender, airbender, earthbender, water, or fire, or some kind of other element from different fandom, what would you pick? That's That's a good one, because there's, like, so many cool things you could do. Um... And you're not limited to just what was in the show, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
no, you know what? I'm going to stick with something in the show. But... Hmm. Even if you want to go with something in the show, but, like, a specialty, like Lava Bender. Or yeah, like no, that, no, like... you know what? Waterbending would be kind of cool. Because okay. I'm a surfer, and I think that oh, would be nice. pretty awesome. <laughs> be like, oh, there's no waves today. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Steph, I apologize. We I don't think last time we asked this question, we didn't answer it. I feel like we're robbing the listeners oh, of yeah. insight to us. <laughs> what kind of bender would you be? I actually think I would also be a waterbender, but I'd probably use it for the exact opposite reason, because I'm a scuba diver, and I hate it when there's when there are waves. <laughs> I didn't know that. I learned I, that just now. <laughs> no, you just learned a thing, yeah. I'm I'm actually as highly qualified of a of a amateur scuba diver as you can be without like becoming an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we have Tom managing the top of the water. We have Steph underneath the water. So you guys just together making Aquaman we, we very ocean. upset. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here saying, yeah, I don't know. I don't really play with the water. I would have been an airbender, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's never a situation where, I mean, even by like the, the Nickelodeon rules where they didn't get into weird stuff like, I'm an airbender and can take the air out of your body. Or I don't know if they did or not, but <laughs> they they did that in Legend of Korra. They actually okay. they killed they assassinated someone that way. It was horrifying. Oh gosh. Uh, okay, cool. Um, but even without <laughs> getting into stuff like that that I was thinking of, there's never a point where the the airbenders are out of luck. You know, if there's a waterbender who can't do bloodbending or something and they're not near water, yeah, they're kind of out of luck. You know, you you put an earthbender on an airplane, they're out of it. You you have an eclipse, the firebenders they just start crying, or if you're and like Shyamalan, they just take the fire away, but we don't speak of that. But an airbender, they're like, hey, buddy, what's up? I can always just kind of whoosh, whoosh around. Yeah, always have air. Yeah. And if you don't, then that's the least of your problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to get into those kind of things. So uh, I guess we could probably drop one more of these rapid fire ones. Steph, you want to pull up the last one? Um, yeah, let's go with classic. If you could pick anything. Any one thing, book, fan, book, movie, game, TV show, like tabletop game, anything. What is your favorite thing? Your favorite story? Oh, favorite story. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna go like kind of old school here, but I absolutely love the Dune series. Oh. Hmm. So, uh, like traveling through space and like folding time and all this other crazy stuff and just like. Uh, becoming like being able to like perceive things and like telling uh, being able to like manipulate people and just like the crazy stuff that they do the witches the mathematics and just all the all the like cool stuff like the uh, the uh, Fremen like living on the desert pra- uh, planet but like being like they're almost like desert ninjas it's like so right. cool. Like, it <laughs> does sound very cool. Yeah, Desert Ninja. Like, are, are you guys familiar with Dune at all? I'm not. Very, okay, very vaguely. It's on my to read list. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's definitely a really, really good thing to read. Um, and it, it's just such a good, good fandom too, because it's like super to the point and like, but it leaves room for like imagination. And uh, depending which books you're reading and what stage of life you're in, you're going to take it a different way. So I I read them while I was younger. And whenever I got to uh, Children of Dune, I was like their age. And I was like, oh, this is totally me. I could totally (laughs) do this stuff. You know, like you you just take like a 
a part of like a book that you're reading and you just become part of that and that's kind of like what cosplay uh, did to me too it's just like you, be- you become part of that so it's just really cool <laughs> uh, brought it full circle yeah too. yeah that's, yeah <laughs> that was masterful I have to <laughs> give it up that was masterful that's um something I always you know I, I write about a lot um and, and we'll give the information during the outro but Steph and I are out uh, write for a blog Lady Geek Girl and Friends uh, we talk about like social justice feminism and stuff um and I tend to talk a little bit about like the race and that kind of thing and you know when I can and my motto I should just it should just be in my profile at this point that representation matters I've said so many times but. <laughs> It's really not one of Dom's posts unless he says that at least once. Okay. If I don't, okay. it, someone bootlegged my name if I don't say it in there. Um, but no, it's just so great to see either yourself or someone like you or someone that you can relate to in either your favorite game, movie, or story. And that just makes it so much more, you know, to the point where you want to cosplay the character or just read more about them. That kind of stuff, I think, is really what resonates with people. Yeah, and what's awesome is, like, if you're a character or you have a love for a character and you go to a convention, even if you're not in cosplay, you see somebody who's cosplaying that character, you have that connection with them. And you can just go and talk to them, and it's amazing. And you're so happy. Yeah, Yeah. and they're just like, oh, you love this character too? Oh my gosh, and you have that, like, fandom freakout moment. And it's just, like, so cool to see whenever, like, you just, you can watch it happen. You can just, like, sit there and just people watch and just, like, be like, oh, oh, it's about to happen, and then just, like, people just get ecstatic and just explode, and it's just, like, so cool to see. I had two situations that were just exactly like that, um, especially on slightly more uh, lesser-known franchises. Uh, I was walking through, I'd say, Colossal Con, and I saw a guy in, like, a like a baboon costume, but it was kind of green or something, and he was wearing a crown, so I kind of, I was like, I think I know that character, but I don't want to ask, so I said, hey, man, uh, what are you dressed as? He's like, King Konga from Crypt of the Necrodance. So I'm like, yo, I thought that was you. I love that game. He's like, you're the first person to recognize me. We were just hugging and like high-fiving. Mm-hmm. And um, so I saw someone that was from the same game was Death Metal, which is kind of tricky because, you know, both King Konga and Death Metal look like King Kong and the Grim Reaper, respectively, but with a little bit more flair on them. So it's like, hey, your, mic- your scythe kind of looks like a microphone. Are you from Crypt of the Necrodance? He's like... Oh, thank God someone finally recognized me and we just had a moment, like you said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steph, have you ever had any really big fandom moments like that where you just recognize somebody that recognized you? Um, I'm sure I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I get them more often when I do the, uh, the, like, twists on costumes as opposed to, like, doing, like, a, per- like, a, like, pixel for pixel, I guess like exact exactly the same costume right. um like like when we did um actually we did me and a couple friends did a like 20s mobster version of the avengers we were um black widow and um cap and iron man at new york comic-con one year oh that was really cool um and we were really excited with how they turned out like we managed to find like blue and red and white um pinstripe fabric for cap suit and we had like tommy guns and like all this like cool stuff the f- and the flapper clothes too right yeah and i had the flapper dress and like a like a the little headband with like the black widow symbol on it and we were really excited about it and but not many people made the connection between what we looked like in the avengers but um there were a couple people who came up to us and were just like oh my god that is the <laughs> best idea i have ever seen <laughs> 
and that just like there's some you you develop like an instant camaraderie with those people for like, sure for <laughs> sure. thank you tom how do you feel about like remix slash crossover cosplays you know i'm fine with it and i mean like if you enjoy the character that much that you want to do something else with it i'm all for it like especially like uh like you guys were talking about Colossicon. like hey I'm going to make a character, I'm going to swim in it, and I'm just going to enjoy the character for what it is, you know? For sure. Yeah. No, no, I'm all for it, like, cross-play, gender-bend, like, heck yeah, just just make the costumes enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm very into the uh, cross-play, gender-bend costumes, especially since a lot, like, a lot of the female characters get really cool concepts, and I'm like, oh, great. I can be one of the Mario Brothers and wear overalls. Yay. <laughs> that's awesome. Or it's like, hey, we can do punk rock Mario Brothers and, hey, do Rosalina and have, like, this cool wig and makeup and stuff. Like, that's pretty baller. Yeah, it seems like all the girls get the good costumes and then the guys are just like, yeah, here's a suit or a school outfit. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so everybody's a magical girl and I get a school uniform. Okay. So. <laughs> Everybody in Sailor Moon looks so cool and then tuxedo mask. He's like, here's a mask. Have fun with yeah, your rose yeah. buddy. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> here's my casual tuxedo mask costume. Okay. Like, I'm, okay, I'm just buddy. being me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be really down on remix costumes. Not like not not down on them, but I didn't have any interest in them. And then I was just like, "Oh, this is a very cool way to use creativity that I have not tapped into." And now I'm like obsessed with it. So my favorite one, I think that really sparked it for me and I I presume a lot of other people is, you know, I was walking through the halls one time. I'm like, "Oh, great, another Attack on Titan character. Whoop de do." I'm like, "Wait a minute. This sword's a Red Bull." What's up? Was that Jaeger? Yeah. What is this? Oh, Aaron Jaeger bomb. That's hilarious. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've seen them where they were uh, like pocky sticks pulling out of like a, a pocky box. <laughs> so yeah, these just like people are so creative with it. And then whenever you look at the uh, fan art out there, like uh, people like Sunset Dragon who just do like crazy elaborate beautiful costumes, like drawings for it, and then people go, "Can I make that?" And then, I gotta build that. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely, yeah, we've definitely done that. That's, yeah, that's definitely awesome. You know, I'm looking forward to Colossal Con too. I want to do like a swimsuit, but I'm also going to do an inkling from Splatoon and they melt in the water, so <laughs> uh, I don't really know how to pull that off, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Are you looking, you two looking forward to any cons coming up? Um, well, I, I just committed myself to Colossal Con, so I'm actually very excited about it. Other than that, I didn't have another con in my future for a while, so... What about you, Tom? Yeah, um, I was... A lot of people tell me that I should go to these conventions, and then I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe. But, um, I think I'm gonna go to Colossal Con. I haven't been there in a, a few years, so I'm definitely interested in seeing how it's grown. Um, and then... Oh, man, oh my... has it grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in the three or four years I've been going it is it was big before and it's just gotten bigger yeah um let's see we have replay effects this summer that I'll, I'll go to and then like my goal is like I won um best in show last year and I'm like I have nice. to claim my prize you know like <laughs> <laughs> so I have to make something really cool this year so I'm like you know 
rattling my brain trying to figure out what's so cool that I can make and I haven't figured it out yet, but I'll get there. So. You can actually be a <laughs> pinball machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I think that's uh, pretty much everything on our end. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, here, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of a project uh, I'm working on um, here cool. in Pittsburgh. Um, what Cosplay Kitchen kind of evolved into was us kind of, you know, making costumes, and we started making costumes for other people, and then it turned into kind of, like, people coming over to my house and us making costumes together. And, um, what we're trying to do now is we're trying to do a Cosplay Kitchen studio here in Pittsburgh. So, the people who don't have machines, like, uh, because we have sergers, we have sewing machines, we have a embroidery machine, we have, like, a lot, lot of odds and ends that you wouldn't normally have, and we have been sewing for such a long time that you know we have skill that we can show other people but we want to kind of have like a open studio where people can come and just create there or if they have questions they can come and, and talk to somebody who's around and just kind of make stuff and um it, it's like a, a big project i've been working on and uh, I, i've been looking for studio space and kind of fundraising here and there and uh it looks like it might be like happening like this summer uh, awesome. So yeah, it, I think it just would be really cool, like, you know, thing it, like a, a place for everybody just to come together as like a, a group, and um, like we can just do like, hey, anime movie night, let's all go down there and watch like watch a show, you know? It, it's just be like a nice little meeting spot for people. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just something that's been on me for a long time, and finally, like it's actually coming full circle and kind of. Uh, becoming a thing. So, Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, keep, please keep us posted on that. We definitely like to uh, signal boost if we can. And I'm all about keeping Pittsburgh weird and keeping it nerdy and all that kind of thing and promoting community. So if you know any details, feel free to send them my way and I'll do what I can. Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, you know, thank you for your time, Tom. You have a good time chit chatting with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. It was good talking to you guys and uh, i hope to you know keep in touch with you too oh for sure we're already friends on the uh the face of books yeah. and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> yeah we can keep all that hey steph you want to hit up the listeners with the social media business absolutely Alrighty. so um you can find our the, the podcast twitter is uh, going to be character rev um on twitter there are two r's in the middle there so make sure you get that um, also, Dom and I both write for the Lady Geek Girl and Friends uh, blog. Uh, it's ladygeekgirlandfriends.wordpress.com. Um, you can find me on Tumblr at the Snow Queer, and on Twitter at uh, Captain Steph and Dom. Yeah, you can find me on the tweets, the Tumblrs, the SoundCloud, OC Remix, any kind of website you want to find me at Brother Dom. That's uh, at B R O T H A D O M. Um, anywhere I'd want to be found, you can find me there. Feel free to send me a request, comment, and any of that cool kind of stuff. So, uh, And Tom, if people want to find you, do you have any social media things that you'd like to promote, you or Cosplay Kitchen or anything? Sure, uh, cosplaykitchen.com. That's my uh, site. Put a lot of uh, events up, photos that we take. Um, we got Cosplay Kitchen on Facebook. And my personal cosplay page is uh, the Dark Geek Lord. So. Excellent. <laughs> Very nice and foreboding. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, man, well, we appreciate your time. We're glad you had fun. And uh, 
thank you everyone for listening to our humble young podcast uh, we hope to see you on the coming weeks when we have our next episode you could find it on all the typical uh, podcast places it should be there just load it up all nice and all that so if you're finding it somewhere where you can leave a review please do that send us tweets all that kind of stuff so until next time and we'll see you later bye hi